0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. I'm Angie, in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello, hello. Hello, Angie. We are in a series that is called The Heart of the Father. There's been so many great conversations with folks giving their testimony and what their thought is on the heart of the Father. And today we're going to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit, and why does that circle back around to the heart of the Father?
1: Yeah, it does, Angie. Uh, you talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's interesting that most of what we learn about the Father comes really to us being taught by the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes, because and- Jesus said he couldn't do it all while he was here
1: boy, that's right. And He has given us His Holy Spirit as a deposit in our hearts to help us. There's so many scriptures we could look at in this, Angie, you know this. But today we're going to hone in and focus on 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And one of the reasons that I love this so much is because it really defines what I call an incredible miracle, the fact that God gives us His Holy Spirit to live in us, to know the heart of our Father, to actually get to know him, to actually understand how God thinks. So let's get into this. Starting in verse 9 of 1 Corinthians 2, it says, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10, but God revealed them to us Through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So first of all, the spirit of God is searching us. Mm. You know, the Bible says that God doesn't look on the outward appearance, but he looks upon the heart and he's given us his spirit to search us. David said in the psalmist, search me and try me, Lord, that there may not be anything bad found in me, right? He goes, right. let your spirit do a work. And I think it's such a miracle, Angie, that we can know the heart of a father because he's given us his spirit. So let's read on verse 12. Now we're... received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God throughout this series Angel we've talked about the heart of the father and knowing his heart and really understanding getting to search out and know his heart and this is really pointing out to me The only way that we have to really understand the things that God has freely given us is because he's given us his Holy Spirit to testify with our hearts, Mm, to know these things that God has given to us and made available to us. Because just like in our relationships with our fathers and other men and authority figures and so forth on the earth, when you think that they're mad at you, you're not going to seek them out anymore. You're not going to Run to them. You're not going to follow after them because. You're just thinking only judgment is coming upon me. That's what I deserve. But what this is saying is the only way to know the things that have been freely given to us by God is that the Holy Spirit teaches us those
0: things. Mm, And it goes
1: on in verse 13. These things we also speak not in words that man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. And it's just like Jesus did when he taught a parable. He took a natural example, a natural thing that was happening that they could all relate to, and then he tied a spiritual concept to it. And this is what the Holy Spirit allows us to do. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. Verse 14 says, but I love this in 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. And finally in verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Notice we have the mind of Christ, not I have the mind of Christ. We do. His body. We're connected to him, the head, who is the mind of Christ collectively together. We know the mind of Christ because we have his spirit. Do you see how the spirit supplies? And there's scripture after scripture that goes to talk about that. The spirit supplies to the joints and the marrow. It talks about the body in 1 Corinthians 12, but the spirit of God has been given to us as a gift. And here's the cool thing. In Luke 24, Jesus said, wait here for the promise of the Father. Mm. What was that promise? The
0: promise of the Holy Spirit. The
1: promise of the Holy Spirit. Yes. I love the Holy Spirit's role in all of these things. And I think there's no possible way that we can understand or get to know the heart of our Father without his Spirit. And this is what it says, back to verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man... Except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And if he has granted to us his spirit, that's how we can know what makes God tick.
0: But I think that a lot of times we, as humans, we know these things, we hear these things, but then to actually make them a reality in our own life.
1: Yeah. One more scripture I want to go to, Angie, and I I think this will begin to uncover a little more things and, and kind of shed some light on this. Over in John chapter 16 and verse 13 reads this, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come. This is talking about the spirit of truth. Who's the spirit of truth? That is
0: the Holy Spirit.
1: That is the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, right. but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come.
0: Right. He's speaking what the Father is saying. He's
1: speaking what the Father said He Even the Holy Spirit, I love this. It's such a clear picture of the roles and so forth. God, the Holy Spirit, he doesn't speak on his own authority. He only speaks what he hears the Father say. Yeah,
0: and that's, that goes to us as well. Yeah. We should only speak what we hear the Father say. It's just understanding that we carry that spirit and right. that we need to, to live in it. We right. have to actually utilize it in our lives. We have to abide. Yeah, and where's the power if we're, if we're not actually living and operating in the Spirit? We're not carrying the power that we've been rightly given.
1: Yeah, and this actually kind of sounds like Jesus. Also, he said, "If you've seen the Father, you've seen me."
0: Now, exactly. if, you know,
1: if you've heard from the Holy Spirit, you've heard from me. And I love this. Here is proof of it. Verse fourteen: He will glorify me. These are red letters, meaning Jesus is saying this to his disciples. He still referring to the Spirit of Truth. He will glorify me, Jesus the Son, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you goes right hand in hand with what we just read in 1 Corinthians 2, right? He will show you the good things that God has for you.
0: So this is basically having the inside scoop about what our Father wants for us. Yes. Because He says all the time He's only got good for us. And He's always on our side. I mean, these are the things that we've been told. So what you're saying is that the Holy Spirit is going to tell us all the good things. Yes. And we just need to live in it and listen to it
1: yes and he's gonna again he's gonna testify with our spirit i feel like that it, we are children of god
0: well amen i feel like this picture came into my mind what if our father let's say our earthly father took us by the hand as little children and walked us into the candy store and the, oh. in my mind i'm thinking of in willy wonka on the chocolate factory <laughs> right. you know the big old candy store that had the ladders that went up candy all the way up to the ceiling and said, you can have whatever you want. That's it. How about this one? How about this one? How about this one? He wants us to have. Now, he doesn't want us to have candy, but let me just say. Right. He wants to give us all the good stuff. That's right. And he's saying it's all available to you. And all you have to do is ask for it. All that's you have right. to do is take it. It's already been given. Right. And so that's what you're saying.
1: That is exactly what I'm saying. He will take and reveal to us those good desires that he has for us, Angie, because they're hidden. Remember, the scripture said in 1 Corinthians 2 that they're hidden from the spiritually discerned.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're
1: hidden, right? But his spirit is saying, ah, I want to show you the things that the Father has given
0: for you. Can I just tell you from a personal perspective, when I finally gave up my own dreams— and my own requests for how I wanted my future to go and just said, you can do what's your will mm. in my life. And I'm just going to give it over to you because you, you do a better job than me. Amen. And then he brought me here. And it's been the best job ever. Wow.
1: And that speaks to his lordship. Yes. Doesn't it, Angie? Yes. So you turned over lordship to Jesus. Yes. Jesus, be my Lord, right? And the Holy Spirit began to reveal all, all the good of the stuff. things that God has for Oh, my us. goodness.
0: And all the good stuff that I never, I, you know, frankly, I said no to radio. Hmm. But God said, oh, no, you're going. Thank God he did.
1: <laughs> or we wouldn't be here right That's now. right. That's true. But listen to this verse 15. And I love this. This is how it's tied to the Father. Okay. You might be thinking, okay, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. You're talking about Jesus, but how does that... Really tied to the heart of the Father.
0: Aren't they three in one?
1: Uh, They are. Verse 15 then says, and all things that the Father has are mine. Mm. This is Jesus speaking. Oh, and by the way, disciples, right? All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take out of mine and declare it to you. That's what you talked about being on the Willy Wonka factory. Like Jesus is giving the tour Mm-hmm. of the it's the father's house but Jesus is giving the tour and he's saying all things I have you know what these are mine cuz I'm his son right. and therefore I said that he will take of what is mine and now the holy spirit is declaring it to you
0: so it's now ours as it well it's
1: now ours hmm. we're partakers he says be joint heirs, be partakers of the goodness of God. And that's really what the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us. And that's why God gave us his Holy Spirit so that we could begin to understand.
0: Mm, I love it. Yes. It's, it's just now understanding how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. I actually talked about this yesterday with a friend, and a lot of people think it's some big revelation or some big, you know, you're going to hear the voice of God in your ears. And I know that we have taught in the past about the way, the different ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. That is, if a thought comes to your mind, if a vision comes to your mind, if you get a little nudge, if you've ever had an inspiration to do something, this is all Holy Spirit. If somebody comes to your mind and you think, wow, I haven't talked to them in years, that's the Holy Spirit. It It truly is. So we just need to learn what it sounds like so that we can receive All of that goodness.
1: Because the Holy Spirit is desiring to reveal to all of us the heart of the Father. Yes. Don't you know that the Father has all of these things? He's the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. He's all of these things. And that really is the Holy Spirit's role to engage with us and give us the heart of the Father. Mm. All right. I like it. And now it's time to move into our testimony time, and as I say this every single week, I'm super excited, but I really am, because how God answers prayer, and, and every time I'm beginning to pray about this week's episode, and who are we going to talk to, and who are we going to ask to share, we do this every week, and always, God provides, always, and with me today, Dr. Josh Steinke from Wapakoneta, Ohio. Josh, thanks for joining us on the program today. Yeah, man, my pleasure.
2: Thanks for asking me.
1: Absolutely. And Josh, today we're continuing our series on the heart of the Father. And man, getting to know God, getting to know His heart is so critical because what the world is throwing at us from every angle lately is everything that is contrary to the Father's heart. The world is trying Mm -hmm. to tell us things that are so far from the the Father's heart, really. And Josh, with you being on the front lines of what you do, man, I'm sure that you deal with this, people, patients coming every single day. Like, what are you seeing, what are you hearing? And And Josh, how do you cling to the Father's heart?
2: Man, that's a multifaceted question, Mark. I think so many different levels, like you said. You know we say we say it, especially right now in the world you know and uh i think it's always in the world right yeah. uh that you know we're 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 in this world but not of this world and you know, that's the father you know the father's heart but uh you know especially lately right uh, there are so many different crazy things and upside down things going on in the world especially if we if we consider ourselves christian and and walk in the in the light of christ you know we look around and and there's all this conversation about whose life matters more and, and who's right and who's wrong and, and uh, you know, separation and, you know, you're on that side or this side. And if you're on the other side, well, I can't like you or love you or, or treat you like a human being and, and all these different things, I think, that are so distracting. And we see that even clinically in our practice. We see people who are, are just so... Man, hope is a rare thing these days. It seems right. like in, in people's lives like people are walking around more depressed and more anxious. I mean this morning alone, right? in the three hours that four hours that we worked on a Monday morning, I've counseled I'm a chiropractor man I, I I adjust people's spines and nerve systems i I'm a you know i look at I look at x rays and things like that, but I mean, in our office, it's so much more than that because we we just serve people. but just this morning mark i have I can't tell you how many people that have walked through our doors that. Yeah, we're we're adjusting them, and then and then we're counseling them because their marriage has fallen apart, because their kids are off the wall because of the anxiety at school, and and because they uh, don't know whether or not to do this activity or this activity, and and they're just you know up in arms, and parents who are trying to homeschool their kids right now and work two jobs, and and then people who are are frustrated about you know political matters, and and people who are saying I literally had a guy say today, can you help me with depression, doc? You know, and they... Answer is like, man, I got the answer to that, right? You know, it's right. Jesus, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, and 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 it's just uh, we always see that in the world, Mark. Right. But like you said, more than more than ever, right now. And and here, I believe, is the the interesting thing, right? While we see yeah. all of that craziness and we see it heightened right now, I think more than ever, the Father's heart is that it is preparing a harvest like we've never seen before. Right on. And I I think of all, because of all the craziness, we can focus on that and say, man, there is no, like there's no hope in this world and and things are falling apart. And can you believe all this craziness that's going on and what's going to happen next? And what does the future hold for this country and our lives? But I believe that God has us exactly where he wants us. And he's looking for those laborers to say, listen, now people are going to see who the glory of God. Look, look how good, god is right you know and uh i think that's exciting so i I try not to get too focused on all the crazy things in the world and say okay god what is like you said what what is your heart for us in this situation when you had mentioned the father's heart i actually just yesterday after church had this exact thought god this is how you see me this is your heart for me my son got in trouble at church in children's church, right? He was talking too much. He was acting like his dad too much. <laughs> and God love our children's pastors, you know, and I pray for them all the time. I can't imagine but they had to put up with my kids, you know. So anyway, I had to talk with me, you know, and and so I had to discipline my son and talk, have a, have a conversation with him. And then after all said and have to have to explain to him, "Son, I still love you. Right. That's why I you know want you to act in a certain way. Other kids are watching you." And I thought afterwards, I'm walking, in, you know, around. I think, God, this is exactly what, this is exactly how you treat me, that's just it. like I treat my son. That's, that's the father's heart, you know. That's literally, the I want the best for you. I want you to be happy, and I want you to also lead others in the right way.
1: That's good. Josh. And
2: and so, so when you fall short of that, or when you get distracted, or when you're doing and leading others astray because of things that. And I, I asked my son, I said, why, so why, why were you acting this way? And he said, cause I was bored or because I wanted to. Mm. And I thought, man, that's exactly what we do
0: Yeah, you know, we do as
2: adults. And, and because I, cause I want to do something different because I don't think it should be going this way. I'm tired of being patient. I'm tired of waiting. Uh, I'm tired of watching the world go to, you know, go to waste or, or whatever. Just like I did with my son. Listen, son, this is the way that we act. And this is what makes God happy. And this is, as your father, I love you, but, you know, discipline is there to make us, you know, understand what is right and what is wrong and making choices that have consequences and and all these things. Anyway, you know, I just made me, I literally thought about that yesterday. God, this is how your heart is for me. And while you maybe don't, I don't always hear your voice directly. I know this is what your word does. And this is what your Holy Spirit is leading me, you know, speaking to me in still small voice. And. It's just amazing that dynamic that we have with our own kids. If you have them, you know, is exactly. And I get so frustrated sometimes with my kids, like, why are you acting this way? And I think, well, this is exactly once again, the father's heart towards (laughs) me, you know. like
1: That's it, Josh. Oh, man. Yeah. And so what's interesting to me, I guess, is you're in such a unique position because people come to you for all kinds of things. Like they expect you to have the answers, right for multiple things in lives but here's the cool thing is you know what the bottom line is the bottom line is Jesus is the answer but here's the cool thing Josh so like listen you have to be connected to the father in order to explain the father's plan and so can you talk a little bit about that Josh how do you as the answer man right now the go between literally you're a priest you're the go-between between people and God, coming to you with all kinds of problems. But how do you make sure that you stay connected to the Father's heart and that your answers reflect the Father's heart?
2: Yeah, that's such an interesting thing, and it's such a challenge on a regular, on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. You know, as a you know, the word tells us this, right? Uh, to to him who have who has, you know, much, much is required. You know, it's like the more that you are the more that we know the Father's heart, the right. more that we were required to be able you know what I'm saying? Like we were responsible for more than... It's a heavy thing. It can can be a heavy thing, but it's a daily thing. Every morning when I wake up, I have to say, God, thank you for the day. What do you want me to do and what do you want me to say and who do you want me to say that to? And And it's a thing every single day because of all the distractions. But this is so much, like, not to get too technical and, and heady here, but this is exactly what I do when people come to my office. Technically, as a chiropractor, I'm trying to find where there's a disconnect between their brain and their body. Mm. And finding that disconnect and connecting those two things or, or removing that interference between those two things allows me to then get them, help them get better. And in that very much that same way, I've always thought of it this way. It's exactly what we do as ministers of the, of the gospel. That there, are, there is a heavenly Father who wants His people to be connected to Him, but there is either a disconnect or there's something not communicating correctly. And how do we bridge that gap as ministers of the gospel? And that's exactly every day, God. How do I bridge those gap? How do I? Where do I? Where is there a disconnect, and how can I be used to help that be removed or or help that be reconnected? And the only way to know how to do that is to know exactly how it's supposed to be. What God wants what the connection is supposed to look like, what what, what the truth really is. And yeah. and so that is, I mean, obviously we, can, we know all that spiritual disciplines, right? You know, reading the word, praying. But I think it's just the constant listening to, God, what are you speaking to me? What is your Holy Spirit speaking to me? Show me discernment. I've been praying for discernment more now ever in my life <laughs> than I have, you know, in the yeah, last man. 30 years, you know.
1: Yeah, I was just having a conversation with my wife yesterday and she said, I just keep praying, Lord, teach me your truth, teach me your truth. And that's what it is. And, and that's really what I want the listeners to hear today too, Josh, is what I heard you just explain, like what that looks like is, man, I have to intentionally be in prayer, which is really just conversation with the father. So in order Mm -hmm. to understand his heart, understand him, like you have to have conversation with him. And you know, that's all that prayer really is is conversation with God. And we've, we've said that so many times over the years, Josh, like, Hey, it's, it's, it it becomes cliche, but it's really true. Like it's just having that conversation because God does love the people that he's putting us uh, across their paths. But here's the thing. God's like, Hey, don't forget to take time for me don't forget to ask seek and knock and that's what i heard you just explain josh
2: yeah absolutely
1: There's those listeners out there today, Josh, and they're saying, man, you know, it's just there's so many distractions. There's so much noise because I heard you say this, Josh, and it's right on the money. We need to listen to what the Father's saying. But there's so many voices, so many distractions, so much noise coming at us all the time. How do you know that the voice of the Lord is which voice is giving you the heart of the father how do you know that josh
2: this is such a real thing too right when my kids are out on the playing on the football field when my kids are out on the soccer field or in the midst of a playground with a bunch of other kids like come on we've been there maybe you can relate to this like when i played football man you know all way through college i knew when my dad was in the stands yep right i knew amongst all the cowbells and blowhorns and and, you know, he shouted and yelling and whistling and other guys right in front of me and all the noise. He couldn't pick out, you know, anybody from Adam. But when my dad yelled, I knew his voice. Mine's I knew, good. or my mom, you know, like I know my parents' voice because I've been so close with them my entire life. I think that is so much the same way how we know what God is saying to us. When we know the father so intimately that he is the only one that has that voice right? We know him so well, inside and out. This is who God is, and this is who my God, and and we're confident in that. Then amongst all the distractions, amongst all the other noise in life, none of that matters because when you hear that voice, you know, that's my father.
1: That's it, man. That's so good. It's so true. And, And I've talked about this too, Josh. It's like the best way to identify a counterfeit is to absolutely thoroughly know the real thing. And so That's when it. you know the real yep. thing, when you know the real voice, then the counterfeits stand out to us.
2: That's it. You know, even animals do this, right? We're training, we're training a new puppy right now. Yep. And, and God love my wife, you know, like even our dog who's eight years old. When my wife tells my dog to do something, he might do it. But when I say it in the voice, he, he obeys, right? He yep. knows that voice, yep. right? It's, it's just one of those things. It's ingrained. We know the voice of our, of our father, of of our, our creator, our owner, if you would, you know, like, that's just the the way that our brains work. And and I think it's so much still true in the spiritual realm, not just in our physical, you know, world. That's how we know the voice of the father, know, uh, be so intimately connected, know his, not only his word, but how he works, his character who God is, the names of God, you know, like, this is who my God is, you know? So to know that, I'll know his voice.
1: So, Josh, one more thing as we wrap up, but one more topic I want to uncover, because I know how this works. There's listeners out there, they're going, but, I never had a father, but. I don't know what really what you're talking about, but for me, you know, but for me, but for me, but for me. And so they're always trying to be, right, divided because I don't have that experience. But what would your advice be, Josh? Like, I never had a father figure. I didn't have a dad that gave me a godly example. What would your advice be, Josh?
2: You know, that's such a real thing, Mark. Such a real thing that is so difficult. I see people come into my practice that I'll start talking to them. Their lives are broken. They're living in a way that's very otherworldly if you would and 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 they start seeing our heart and seeing how we treat them and they're like what why are you so happy what do you have and you know the conversation continues and and eventually we get to the point of you know jesus christ our lord and savior and that's why we are the way we are and they you know this concept of god is so hard for them because come to find out more times than not they've never had that they've never known a father who loves them so why would a god love them right why would god the father love them they don't even know what that feels like, looks like, or sounds like here on earth. And, and that even happened. Our last worship night, we had one girl get saved, and she said the same exact thing. She said, I've never had a, I've had a father, but he abused me. I don't know. A, my family's all you know, disoriented. I don't even know what it looks like to have a family member, a father who loves me. And this was my exact answer to her. I said, listen, I, I know that is difficult to grasp. Now you do, you have a father who loves you so much that he created you, knows every hair on your head, even if you've never known him yet. And he is still searching for you. He has never left you nor forsaken you, even if you denied him or never knew him. That's how great this father is, you know? And and I I, I had a great father, I had a great upbringing. My parents were amazing, they still are. And, and so it's a little easier for us to understand that. The reality is though, that like a, a sheep without a shepherd, you know they are lost, and mm. and it's hard to 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 first listen to that shepherd's voice. But once the sheep know the shepherd's voice, they'll go wherever he goes, whenever he calls.
1: Yeah, and I guess I just what comes to my mind, Josh, is you ought to get to know him. Man when you get to know the father's heart the the real father's heart man you will understand what love is you will understand what peace is you'll understand what joy is you know you'll understand the fruit of the spirit when you get to know his heart right Josh press mm. in and get to know him Yeah It's kind of like taste and see that the Lord is good
2: That's what it is there's a there's a that's kind of a it's a leap But until you know it, until you, until you've, like you said, tasted and seen, until you've jumped in the water to feel how, you know, it's a scary thing, but, but man, there's no turning back.
1: Amen, brother. Well, Josh, I so appreciate. And uh, like I said, I am super excited to hear you on here. We're, we're great friends, great brothers in Christ. And we're on the same mission. And uh, we're just in different parts of the vineyard working. But thank you so much for pouring out your experience, pouring out that your advice, pouring out your heart in knowing and understanding the heart of the Father. You've been listening to hey. Time to Revive.
0: Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.